find the baller. My life is more than money and jewelry. My story's so crazy, dog. I said make a movie behind the baller. I went from playing sports to exotic whips. Ain't gotta tell me, dog. I know I'm the shit behind the baller. My life is more than money and jewelry. My story's so crazy, dog. I said make a movie behind the baller. I went from music exec to this podcast. Now I finally feel at home and left behind the baller. Yo, 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 yo. What's good, y'all? It is your boy, the Korean John Cusack. You are listening to the Behind the Baller podcast. No extra shit. No, I mean, even though that, that, the extra shit is important, right? And the call out is important. I just want to kind of get to the motherfucking meat. You know what I'm saying? Like, we, I give you too many appetizers, right? Uh, we don't do hors d'oeuvres here. We get right into the motherfucking Wagyu. So yeah, man, you are listening to the world famous Behind the Baller podcast. I had to say it anyway. This is a Dust Brothers production. All that good stuff, guys. It is the weekend wrap-up. We have a special episode today. Guys, we are over 250 episodes into this podcast. Consistency is key. And we have one of the Dust Brothers on the show. Why that's important is because Jordan is a fucking brilliant person, a great person, one of the greatest guys. You know, so many people say things like, oh, this guy, I love him. He's my friend, blah, blah, whatever. This is a lifelong friend for sure. Not just because it does your show. God forbid something happens. I don't want to do the podcast anymore. This is a lifelong friend. He will be doing podcasting for the rest of his life. I already know that. He is just great at what he does. So we got Mr. Jordan Winter, one half of the Dust Brothers, coming on the show in just a few minutes. Just want to talk about a few things real quick and then get into that. Um, Slow weekend, guys. Actually, nah, it wasn't, but it was. You know, Friday, the kids had no school. So um, once again, I got to give a big thanks to Dave and & Buster's and uh, to the play group, my boy Popeye. Dave & Buster's hosted a private little shindig between the Yang Gang and, and one of London Rider's friends, and we got it in. And the kids just started playing Halo, thank fucking God. So I can go get Halo now for the fucking PS5 and the Xbox One. Um, or what the fuck is the new Xbox called? I forgot what it's called. But anyways, got that cracking, and that was like a breeze. That was beautiful. Watched a movie Friday night, and then shit got crazy. My boy Alex Choi, who will be coming on the podcast very soon. He is a car enthusiast. He is a YouTuber. He is uh, a lot of different things. Interesting kid. Very interesting kid. I've talked about him before. He's Korean. Um, comes from a very good home and, uh, he just enjoys making content and fucking being crazy and being a fucking little psycho. I like, you know what? My nickname for Alex Choi is Sonic the Hedgehog. And he hosted a Tesla event. About 45 cars came, started out at 120th and Hawthorne, well, pretty much 120th and Crenshaw, right next to SpaceX. There's some superchargers there, ended up being a crazy event. But what got crazy was after the event ended, after midnight, decided to go over to Echo Park to the very infamous Baxter in Alvarado. I used to live three minutes away from there, right by the lake. And um, a Tesla, a young gentleman who's absolutely out of his fucking mind, decided to jump that jump that David Dobrik did. But that, just, before David Dobrik even fucking existed, we were skateboarding on that thing. Fucking my boy Costum was on there. A bunch of other guys, GX1000 was doing shit on there. It's a very famous hill because it's fucking so goddamn steep. You could be in an SUV and scrape on that fucking hill. And this dude in a Model S 
which happened to be a fucking Tesla loaner car, decided to jump that bitch. And I can't really get too much into it. Just go watch Alex Choi's most recent video on his YouTube. And it was fucking nuts. Now the police are looking for dude. I don't know who dude is. So don't ask me. Don't know anything else than the fact that it was a fucking Tesla and he went crazy. And I do know for a fact that Elon Musk saw that video. And of all the viral videos that I have done that had to be the, well, I'm saying not done, sorry, a part of, that had to be one of the craziest fucking ones I've ever seen. And I've, I've had some shit on Twitter and everything. There's, there's millions upon millions upon millions of views with that thing. It's fucking crazy. Anyways, Ryder has uh, really, really found his sport. I know I said that on the last episode, but jujitsu is his shit. He went to his first tournament this weekend just to see how things would go. We didn't turn in our money in time, and we weren't sure if he could compete in a tournament. And what's so interesting now is, you know, I know people play basketball, people play games, people play, you know, it's exciting. I think about when I played football in high school and college, and you travel, it was like crazy. You know, in high school, it's like, all right, you're not going too far. I think in Beverly Hills, we, we travel to Palos Verdes, play against Rolling Hills. I forgot, I think it's called Peninsula High School now. You know, we go maybe to Losinger, right? That's kind of a little bit of a trek. I don't know what it's like now because traffic is terrible now. This is the late 80s, early 90s. But like, in, you know, we play in the playoffs. We go to Lompoc or somewhere, you know, it's some shit. And, you know, um, I played AAU ball, basketball, and we, you know, these little tournaments in Vegas and wherever. But it wasn't like what college was when we're going all across the fucking way. You fucking name it, to New York, wherever, to Howard University, to fucking all over the place, Washington State. It's like a different type of thing, right? But with Ryder, he hasn't experienced that shit yet. You know, I remember the first time he went on a school bus and like, I just melted. I was, I was like, damn, it's so crazy, you know, because the world's a different place. Let's just be honest. Anyone out there who has kids, not many people, if you live in a metropolitan area, you don't just let your 10-year-old kid walk the street, you know, even down the street. I mean, I don't know about y'all, but I don't. You know, we live in a fucking safe neighborhood. But when I was 10, I'd already been arrested. I'd already been running the streets and all that shit. So it's just a trip to see Ryder now about to enter this shit and go to tournaments in, you know, different parts of the valley to San Bernardino, to all the places, wherever it is. And I'm excited for him. You know, I want him to, to experience it. I want him to be, I want him to interact with different people, different kids. You know, I wish London could. You know, he's not, he's, that's just not him. He's not ready for that. You know, London's not very socially strong enough socially to interact with other kids yet. He's just getting to, to finally get into being a kid. You know, it, it's, um, it's a genius and everything. I just hope that Ryder doesn't use this now to beat London's ass because London is like, you know, always whooping on him. But Ryder now is stronger and he's going to have technique with it. And it's just going to be interesting. I don't know. I just, I really hate when they fucking fight though. It's just crazy. But there's, Definite times where London has fucking been way the fuck out of pocket. I got a fucking nightmare, fucking stupid, dumbass lawsuit for some shit that's just the most backward ass shit in the world. This is fucking insane. And, um, you know, the thing about me is I thought about this. I could have legit been an attorney. Like, no bullshit. That, like, you know, the talking, the pulling people's cards, you know, just the research and all that stuff. I live for that. You know, I'm not necessarily love to argue, but I love to prove people wrong. And I would never enter a lawsuit that I was going to lose. Even if I, you know, I, I know I'd be like, oh, you're getting sued. Different story. 
I'm not taking no L's in no motherfucking lawsuit, right? You know, I'll spend a million on a fucking $10,000 case. I don't give a fuck. I'm just not refuse to take that L. Not on my name. But speaking of L's, I am 20 days in now on this intermittent diet. And I'm not going to front, bro. Or BTB Army. <laughs> I'm going to keep it a buck. A deep buck. I have tried to quit every day this week. I had a real good talk with Marcus Spears, a.k.a. Swagoo. From ESPN, he's the one who brought me in and he's like, yo, dog, you're not drinking enough water. You need to start drinking more water. A lot of people don't understand the situation with this intermittent diet. I mean, some people say they do it, but they don't get it. You know, some people are like, ah, cool, whatever, no big deal. As long as I, you know, I'm fasting for at least 12 hours. And I get that. I'm just in a different place mentally because I'm not, you know, watching what I eat, right? I'm still, you know, eating what I eat as long as it's in that window. But outside that window, I'm real serious about it. And with, you know, traveling coming up, going out of the country and going to New York, all this shit, it's, it's going to be real interesting. So, you know, again, my biggest issue with the diet was not being able to put milk or cream or sugar in my coffee. I'm not ready for straight coffee black. I'm not ready for, you know, cold brew with nothing else in it. I'm not ready for that. I got to have a little motherfucking cream in there. Need to have some almond milk, some shit. Can't do it. Can't. Not with a fast. So, oh, you have to drink green tea. You don't fucking know I've been drinking green motherfucking tea and trying to put stevia in that bitch and it just don't work. It, ain't, it don't hit the same, all right? But yeah, guys, I'm in it. I'm down, you know, almost 10 pounds. And uh, it's starting to show just a little bit. I think more so my bloated in the face. But I think when I get the next 10 down is we'll start showing a little bit more. And then hopefully another 10 down from there is when it really, really shows, you know. But anyways, guys, we're going to take a real quick break. Um, we got Jordan Winter coming on the podcast, BTB. Very good interview, man. Definitely listen up. All right, be right back, y'all. If saving more and spending less is one of your top goals for 2022, why are you still paying insane amounts of money every month for wireless? Switching to Mint Mobile is the easiest way to save this year. As the first company to sell premium wireless service online only, Mint Mobile lets you maximize your savings with plans starting at just $15 a month. All plans come with unlimited talk and text and high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. You can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and keep your same phone number along with all your existing contacts. With Mint Mobile, choose the amount of monthly data that's right for you and stop paying for data that you will never use. To get your new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month and get the plan shipped to your door for free, go to mintmobile.com slash baller. That's mintmobile.com slash baller. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mint.com com slash baller. I just set my kids up on this Mint Mobile plan. How are you going to find your new favorite piece of outdoor gear? If you sign up for a BattleBox, it finds you. BattleBox is your go-to monthly subscription for hand-picked outdoor survival and everyday carry gear. Getting the best gear for yourself not only takes time, but can be incredibly expensive. 
That's why BattleBox brings you name brand, high quality products every month at half the price of what they'd cost on their own. Just pick the box that works for you and get tested and vetted products you can trust that are selected by an expert team of outdoor professionals. From an Aquapod emergency water kit to an Atomic Bear survival bivy, delivered right to your doorstep each month. BattleBox has shipped over 1 million boxes since 2015 and been featured everywhere from the New York Times to Survivor's Edge. The K-Town Explorer, aka my RV, is packed with boxes and top brands like Tops, Kershaw, Spyderco, CRKT, Gerber, Bastion, and many more. Receive some of their top-tier products such as sleeping bags, backpacks, watches, and tents too. Sign up, receive, don't miss another Battle Box Bonanza. And from now until March 31st, get a free mystery box worth $115 and more with any new subscription at trybattlebox.com slash baller. That's a free mystery box worth over $115 right now at trybattlebox.com slash baller. That's trybattlebox.com slash baller. For those of you who listen to Behind the Baller podcast and obviously follow my social media, you know how I get down with True Bill. It's a perfect app for budgeting and tracking your bills. But also, True Bill is the app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't need, want, or you simply forgot about. On average, people save up to $720 a year using True Bill. Because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel. Truebill makes it incredibly simple to cut them loose. Just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. And your Truebill concierge is there when you need them to cancel unwanted subscriptions so you don't have to. As I've told you before, I love Truebill. I use it every single day. With Truebill, you can put your savings on autopilot to save money without thinking about it. Truebill learns your habits and saves the right amount at the right time while helping you avoid overdraft fees. Truebill has over 2 million users and you should be one too. Get an effortless breakdown of your finances to see where your money is going and how to improve. Truebill will notify you of important events that need your attention so you're never caught off guard again. Sign up at Truebill.com slash baller. Go right now to Truebill.com slash baller. It could save you thousands of dollars a year like it does for me. Go to Truebill.com slash baller. BTB Army, ladies and gentlemen, guys and girls, are you ready for this next guest? This man was born in Brooklyn. That's why he spreads so much love. It's the Brooklyn way. Grew up in Nassau County, 
then got his socialite and artistic skills on in Manhattan, New York, but now resides in the City of Angels, eight-time podcast producer of the year. Somali pirates call him the captain. One half of the Dust Brothers, one quarter of the captain's picks. Mr. Bar Mitzvah, Mr. Meshuggah, the master of Marvel, my man, Jordan Winter. What's good, bro? <laughs> uh, what is going on, Ben? What is going on, BTB Army? So happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Shalom, shalom, you fucks. <laughs> I wish it was Friday episode. A bit time. Shabbat shalom. Uh, shalom. Anyways, um, <laughs> bro, so what'd you do this weekend, man? Well, this weekend, first and foremost, saw the Batman. That was the most important thing that I did. It was penciled into my calendar and had to make it happen. But of course, March Madness, a lot of NBA basketball going on, just man in the community at Captain Picks, just having a great weekend, beautiful weather, did a little bit of hiking in Calabasas, all that good stuff, feeling good and ready for a really great week ahead. So what do you think about this fucking church school, this Christian church school, Beating Kentucky. I'm just out of curious. Just doing. No, no way. Don't tell me. I didn't check the Discord this weekend. Don't tell me you guys had that upset. I'll fucking smash something right now. Actually, we did have St. Peter's with the points, not on the money line, um, but we did have. St. What was Peter's. the What was the spread? Like seventy. We bought up to nine and a half. Damn, for, that's it. Yeah, Yo, I mean, bro. Let me tell you something. For a fucking. 30 seed or what the fuck were they? A 28 seed? Like, <laughs> they were a 15 seed. For a 15 seed, bro, to have only fucking, what was it, six points then? What'd you buy? Yeah, I think we bought two to get it up to nine and a half. Okay, so to be a seven point favorite against Kentucky, dog. And I, I was reading something about it because I seen someone post something, but I saw the coach super nonchalant, like, what are you going to do is basketball, you know what I mean? I think he was American, uh, McDonald's All-American, right, the coach? He is my favorite coach. <laughs> I mean, St. Peter's, we're talking about, I think it's a university that only has 2,000 students. Bro, in, fuck all that. Didn't he play in the McDonald's American game and also play in college? I think you're right about that. Dude, I mean, he, he has some crazy resume. I was, I was fucking talking to Taylor Rooks, and she posted him. And uh, it was fucking crazy, bro. Well, he, he also said that the team is filled with New York and New Jersey ballers and they don't back down. Um, I mean, they it wasn't Kentucky. It was uh, – I mean, Kentucky was the first round and then uh, Murray State was who they beat this weekend. But the first – I mean, we – have been having a great March Madness. I mean, there's so much action. I mean, I never thought that sports betting would take it this far as far as how many states have it legalized and the fact that you could do the pregame betting, the live betting. It's amazing. This is It, it takes March Madness to just unbelievable levels of excitement. And- oh, bro, I'm so sorry. It, the betting has gone crazy. I like the way he answered the interview nonchalantly. And tell you the truth, the Murray State game, I think the Kentucky was a bigger upset to me. But I mean, getting this far to get into the Sweet 16, bro, this fool was a starting point guard for fucking uh, Seton Hall, bro. 
So this dude played ball, you know what I'm saying? But it's like, come on, dog, New Jersey City, bro. Like, come on, like, this is a, dude, they ain't got no budget, bro. These motherfuckers ain't got no kind of real money behind the school. They got no kind of real money in the locker room. You know, have you, have you ever seen what fucking Kentucky, Duke, you seen what these guys' gyms look like? It's nicer than the fucking, than, than most of the NBA's gyms. You know what I'm saying? I read today that St. Peter's has garnered $100 million worth of media attention just from winning these last two games and that it's going to completely change the program. So, you said $100 million? $100 million. Are you sure? <laughs> that's a lot of money, bro. God I know. Damn. I, that's just from the amount of exposure that they've gotten and just how much people are talking about St. Peter's University. I know it's an astronomical number, but it's true. Yeah, they're the only third team ever in history to make it to the Sweet 16, being a 15 seed. Love it. So, okay, why are you the master of Marvel? Because I remember <laughs> the first time I heard you talk, you're on Rapport show. I was like, oh, shit, okay. One of the Dust Brothers is on the show. And um, I couldn't believe how incredibly in-depth and how wide and how vast of the Marvel universe fucking knowledge you had it was it was insane I, I couldn't fucking believe it I mean are you just have you been a comic book fan from back in the day or just from the movies not as much as you'd think I mean my interaction with Marvel comic books would just be mostly from my uncle giving them to me growing up and I enjoyed them but I just have always really liked movies i'm just anytime there's an opportunity to watch a movie over a tv show i'll take it i just really like being locked in for whatever it is 90 minutes what what's that tv show the fucking uh some weird name there's a marvel tv show on netflix i forgot what it's called it's like with that fucking weirdo bro brunette looking weirdo with the fucking weird pale face what's that show <laughs> well, called i was gonna say that for me it's since it's about movies and I know Marvel is really expanded. You you might be talking about Daredevil. No, 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 not 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 Daredevil. Come on, bro. I don't care much for the Marvel TV shows. I okay, do so you watch, don't know. I watch. I, let's say you know because I, I see Loki. I've seen Loki. That's what I'm talking about. On, Loki, you fuck. Well, that's not on Netflix. That's on Disney Plus. Okay, so, same shit, dude. <laughs> well, Loki and. Uh, Hawkeye. The thing about those shows, and now they got Moon Knight. It's funny when you when you're so involved in the movies and enjoying watching the movies. The TV shows they almost try to not infiltrate the world of the movies. If that makes sense, I mean, even when they had um, an opportunity to, they just try to not affect it. It's almost like church and state. They've got almost new characters and, and the storylines just so that the movies, when it happens, they don't really expect the common viewer to have seen the TV shows. And yeah, there's, you know, winks here and there saying, Oh, you remember this character? Uh, like there was in the new Spider-Man movie, they have, the daredevil lawyer, um, he's in it for like a minute or two. And those type of things are- Yeah, there's so fun. many There's so many interactions, right? Like there's fucking this guy from this and then another guy from, you know what I'm saying? Like there's, 
You got the guy who has like a five second scene in fucking Avengers, then all of a sudden he ends up being this and he gets his own show. Like, this is fucking crazy, right? And they do that, I mean, just to keep building out the universe as, as much as humanly possible. But they they really do keep them separate. Like, these are the Marvel movies. These are the Marvel TV shows. And they're good. They're really well done. They had also WandaVision, which was kind of like the first one that was Disney+, Plus, which was like uh, the spinoff of uh, the Scarlet Witch and her whole interaction with uh, Vision, who is the one who was made in uh, the Age of Ultron. He's the you know the guy with the the red face and the the gem in the middle of his head. He's I hate that guy, dude. I just don't like looking at him. It just makes me angry. <laughs> Super powerful, and those stories that that you know. It's almost like you have to suspend reality watching the shows versus the movies. So I'll watch the shows, but I tend to try to watch them when they're all able to be binged just so I can like plow through them. You know, the new Captain America one. You could tell that they're doing it and it's great to have the extended IP and the world and the universe to, to go through. But I love the movies. I'm a movie guy. That's All right, listen, listen. Me. What, what's the, you ever heard of a show called The Defenders? I haven't. Okay, so The Defenders is like these all these TV shows. It's Marvel, right? And I used to live next to Jessica Jones. I forgot her, her name is uh, Kristen Ritter. I actually had a crush on Kristen Ritter. And the fucked up part about it is I just started dating Nicolette at the time. She's like, I'm so sick of hearing about this stupid ass, whatever. And you know, Nick doesn't really care so much, but I forgot what the movie was called. I think she's out of your league or one of that, but she plays the star's best friend. And I love this girl. I was like, wow, this girl's amazing. She's like six feet tall, by the way. Really? So yeah, they sent a FedEx to my house, Hollywood Hills, right? And it said, Kristen Ritter. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. So I don't want to just go knock on her door. You know what I mean? Like, it was kind of weird, right? So I DM'd her. And she finally saw it like a day later. And she's like, oh my God, blah, 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 whatever. I went by there and dropped it off. And then, you know, I'm going shopping for a house. This is the weirdest thing. In the same month, going shopping for a house. And um, I had already lost two houses because I was underbidding. I didn't know the market was so crazy. This is years and years ago, right? Bro. Luke Cage. You ever heard of that show? It's on Netflix too? Yeah. He's one of the defenders as long with, with fucking Jessica Jones. I end up going in a bidding war with this cocksucker. <laughs> but thank God I won the fucking house. Anyways, that was one Marvel story. The second one is, I don't know what's up with fucking Simu, but he's taken a liking to me, loves me, I guess because my sister, whatever. And we talk, I don't really bother him, but he's like, bro, I told him, I said, dog, I don't give a fuck if I'm some clown on the side and you got to kick my ass. If you don't put me in Shang-Chi 2, I'm going to fuck you up. And he's like, bro, I'm 100% put you in there. Oh, and the for sure. And the only reason I watched that movie was because one day in the group chat, you said, I saw Shang-Chi. And I was like, you know, dog, I just, I'm not going to get into this movie. I saw it. I was really surprised. I fuck with Shang-Chi. That movie was, is really well done. It, it, it was good. So now I have to ask you, there's no way I'm going to ever watch Ant-Man. I just refuse to. There's no way. Is it any good? Why not? Because it's like, it just, I don't like what's his face from Clueless. What the fuck's his name? Who doesn't like Paul Rudd? Yeah, fuck Paul Rudd. <laughs> and um, I mean, he doesn't seem like a, Mar I don't want to see Marvel guys like that. I mean, if you had to choose between the series, I don't know how many, Ant-1, 2, and 3, whatever. <laughs> There's been two so okay, far. Okay, between Ant-Man and 2, 
between that and Dr. Strangelove, which one is worse? Which is worse? Uh, I think uh, Ant-Man 2 of those three would be the one that I would do away with. I enjoyed the first Ant-Man movie and Dr. Strange is one of my favorites, if not my favorite movie. I, I just Dr. think that- Strange? That movie is so well done. This is the one that you. This is one you told Rap he could be maybe a possibly have part in that. Right. I mean, that was. I mean, that had to have been at least three, if not four years. No, four years ago. Well, I mean that that I said that because Doctor Strange is based in New York. At least that in Manhattan or where? Yeah, in Manhattan. Like the first Doctor Strange place that we meet him he's like a renowned surgeon that lives in manhattan and then he gets all busted up in uh in a car crash uh that kind of looked like that tesla video from over the weekend and there was so much to do about him trying to find himself he ends up going to like the himalayan mountains and such but oh shit so like batman begins type shit you know what i mean where he's like calling back you know and Trying to find totally. himself in Tibetan shit and all that. So that was my concept. I mean, if I had to really think about it now as to where I would put rap in a movie, uh, I would have to possibly reconsider. But Doctor Strange 2 is coming out. And it's funny because when I said that at that point, uh, the director of Doctor Strange was, I believe his name is Scott Derrickson. And I knew that he followed Rappaport on Twitter. So I was like, oh, maybe there's a chance that this can happen. But he's not directing the Doctor Strange 2, which is coming out. That's weird, um, no? So, so that, that didn't, uh, didn't happen. I mean, yeah, a little strange. I'm not sure exactly why that happened. But I mean, from what I've seen of the clips and the trailer for Doctor Strange 2, that movie looks really good, too. This is the only thing that bothers me about that. You could be someone like cool, someone cool, whatever. I forgot what the Olsen twin sister's name is, but the sister that's not the twin. Elizabeth. She's she's actually dope. She's actually, to tell you the truth, I think she's pretty and everything. And she's in the Avengers, right? And like... Yes, that's the Scarlet Witch, the one I was talking about, WandaVision. She's, uh, she's a pretty powerful character and it seems like they're building a lot around her uh, going forward. Yeah, yeah, she yeah. Was, she was actually, and not to to be too much of a spoiler, but she, there's towards a, uh, an end credit scene interaction recently between Dr. Strange and, and the Scarlet Witch, AKA WandaVision, where you could tell that she, they're really building her into a, a top tier Marvel character. Cause there's no more Scarlett Johansson from, Listen, why? Uh, because she died, right? Exactly. She died in, uh, okay. in, uh, end game. So they've got a, bump up some more uh, what was the one before you know, avengers endgame it was another crazy one what was it that was the infinity war okay and then it went endgame okay so scarlett johansson what trips me out is someone like her who she, she's great i'm saying but like mark ruffalo these motherfuckers are getting like 100 million dollar bags from these movies it's nuts so i'm like yo dude fuck it bro put me in this fucking chang d i don't give a fuck what it is bro like god damn oh it's it is such a cash cow um but they're actually now going to be putting in new characters and there'll be new actors because a lot of them, you know, either they're being 
killed off or they kind of like die off like Chris Evans and Captain America. You won't see him anymore unless it's a flashback in whatever new Why? projects. And Cause he's because he's dead. Well, because in the um, at the end of uh, Endgame, he he goes back um, in time, and then he like comes back as an old man because he went to go live with you know the love of his life who we we missed out on because uh, that was the first time that we saw Captain America. You know, he kind of crashes his plane from the first Captain America movie into the Arctic, and that's how he gets frozen. And ends up living in today's time period. So he was in love with uh, with a member of the army because that's where Captain America was. That, which I really liked that movie. People, I you know, they. I thought it was cool. The, the too much going back into the forties and shit, or the thirties and the fucking old, like the old Johnny Rocket era and shit. You know what I'm saying? The Johnny Rocket music era and stuff, like all that shit. I, I don't know, bro. And I like that the stuff. fact that Doc, come on, man, I knew Chris Evans. I remember posting pictures of me and him from before he was even fucking like really famous at all and who don't you know so that's pretty cool i, no, I don't know just it just, it just I, <laughs> how about this how about this i, I forgot i took the picture you know it's wow. just like a weird thing and on top of that it was fucking uh brandon chee jackson was in the picture I was like, what the fuck this was before tropic thunder and then i realized brandon chee jackson follows me anyways um i love tropic thunder great movie. okay so the difference between i mean i know there's a, there's a beef there's always the fucking xbox ps4 there's you know, this, that, fucking whatever. Is there a big difference between DC and Marvel? The characters is the biggest difference, but I think what you mean is like the quality of the movies. That's what I'm talking about, like are, fan base, everything. Like, what do you think? I mean... I think that for my money, I enjoy the library of Marvel movies more than DC. But if you compare the two libraries... DC's got some bangers. And I mean, of course, the Dark Knight trilogy, the Batman Begins, Dark Knight, Dark Knight Rises, those are all uh, DC comic movies, even though you, obviously those are just like, you know, Christopher Nolan, go do whatever you want to do type of things. But technically those are DC comic movies, so that they count. But that, that was the only one though. Cause well, what people are referring to is like, the new Superman movies where it's like, you know, Superman, Superman returns where he's, he's going up against Lex Luthor and then it's Batman versus Superman. And then the justice league and the Snyder cut, like there's definitely Fuck like that Snyder cut bullshit, fucking cocksucker, <laughs> fucking bitch shit. Dude. Uh, you didn't like Snyder cut. I mean, granted it's like four and a half hours, Talk. but I mean, <laughs> I liked it. I mean, I've only seen it once and it, you're right. It is, a lot, but uh, it, there's you could tell there's a lot more thought and just like the timeline for Marvel movies. Am I crazy? Hold on, Spider Man is Marvel, right? Spider Man's Marvel. But so, how come he's uh, never he's never been mentioned at all in fucking Black Panther and fucking Avengers? None of that shit. That's crazy. Because Spider Man, like the Tobey Maguire Spider Mans and the Andrew Garfield Spider Mans, that's when the studio making it was Sony. So all of those movies were Sony pictures. And it wasn't until I think it was uh, the Avengers Civil War movie that a deal was struck Actually, between you're right. Sony, Sony and. Uh, Marvel, where they like no, basically you're right. Tom Holland came out. Tom Holland came out, and that fucking 
Yeah, fuck him. Um, I, I like Tom Holland. He's I like a, him too. He's, he's cool. I met him before. You know, he's, he's a cool kid. You know, Wonder Woman 84 was just, I wanted it to be good. It was just fucking bullshit. The first Wonder Woman yeah. was great. Yeah. And that Israeli I, chick, that fucking Nagal. Oh my God, Jesus Christ. She, you got to see yeah. her in person. I wanted to kill Sung, Sung Kang. But I was like, God damn, bro, you got to make out with this chick? Like in Fast and the Furious? 1984, that movie went off the rails real quick. And yeah, it, just, it never it never got back on. Well, well, before, everybody, everybody wanted that movie to be good. Before we, we go back into, into this whole shit, how do you feel about Martin Scorsese dissing Marvel? Oh, no, I'm sorry. It wasn't Martin Scorsese. It was fucking uh, Francis Ford Coppola. Well, actually, it was both of them. Holy I, shit. Uh, I, I think it, I know it was Scorsese first. I mean, look, it's these guys are coming from like completely different generations of filmmaking and CGI. It's like, you know, you can't even quantify what those type of movies mean to them. And obviously I'm sure they would have loved to have had, you know, what, what if Goodfellas had a $200 million budget? What if, uh, Apocalypse Casino, now, Casino had a pretty big budget, bro. You know, Apocalypse Now, Coppola went broke making that movie. I mean, it's like he, if he had $200 million to make that movie. So there's probably a little bit of jealousy going on and like, you know, not thinking too much about the filmmaking. I, to me, also possibly, it has something to do with the fact that these aren't like original screenplays. They're like based off of characters and comic books and such. I'm not sure. I love all movies i have a great respect for every film whether it's you know independent or just these mega budget films but that's got to be it right you got you're dealing with somebody like scorsese who you know he's very like down to earth and and gritty and realistic with his characters and then you've got uh comic books that are like they're coming from different uh, parts of the universe and and characters that are are a thousand years old so it, it's it's hard for some people to kind of wrap their head around they think it's you know childish no i get it because he's an og but i'm just saying imagine if if they really had that marvel level technology for the irishman they did an okay job making you know rob and, and uh you know bobby d and uh and joey you know to look a little younger they, they didn't do a great job they did an okay job we saw that shit at my house, dude. You know what I'm saying? We watched it at the man cave. Yeah, that was that was before uh, the world went haywire. Okay, well, look, we don't have a whole lot of time. We've been talking shit for too long. So let's get into the Batman, bro. I need your honest opinion. Don't fucking play with me. Let me ask you a question. Are we giving spoilers or are we not giving spoilers? I didn't give any spoilers, bro, when I said what I said. So just, you know, just your opinion. You know what I'm saying? Like your, what you thought overall of him, of... You know, Colin fucking Farrell and, and uh, Paul Dano and, you know, the, the directing, the graphics, the cinematography, you name it. Go ahead and just, you know, from top to bottom overall. Okay, first so, of all, on a scale of one to ten, what do you give it? I'd probably give it about a generous six. I gave it a 6.5, bro. That's that's kind of, and I'm trying to be generous. There were things that I did like about it and there were things that I did not like about it. Um, and I will try not to give spoilers. Don't try. Do not give spoilers, motherfucker. It, Tell me. It's it's still within the window. I get it. I mean, I, I hadn't seen it the first couple of weeks, but here we are. So 
I didn't like that this movie felt the need to explain every little thing. And they did it a lot of times through voiceover. Voiceover in film, it's a very fine line. You have to like can't do too really, much of it, bro. You have to respect the audience. Like, and we're talking about Batman. It's not like these this is a film that just, you know, <laughs> Yeah, imagine a, it being imagine if it was Catman, I get it. It's this, this character was created in 1939. We know about Batman. We've all seen the movies. We get it. We've the TV show, the you know, the comic books. We know there's certain things you don't have to explain to us. And because of that, the movie's very methodical and slow because they're like literally holding our hand through a lot of it. Now, I because I hadn't seen the movie and I had listened to the podcast about you talking on it, you you were like sitting on my shoulder while watching the movie. <laughs> and I could hear your commentary while I was watching the film. And I know why Pattinson's the Batman, because he's got the jawline. I mean, that's first and foremost. He's got the jawline. He's looks like he's kind of a tall dude. The suit makes him look built and he's kind of, you know, got the brooding sense. And you're right. He, about, I don't know, an hour into the movie, they just like were giving him a stupid haircut and not giving the, you know, the Bruce Wayne that we're all accustomed to the opportunity to be Bruce. It was like emo Bruce Wayne, emo Batman. And it's just like the shift it was I didn't understand like where that was all coming from was rejecting like all the wealth that was put upon him that is in every other Batman that we ever knew. And something interesting, you know, how old is Batman supposed to be in this movie? Because like we see him in the beginning, like, you know, kind of flashback into being like seven ish so let's and then it was Dude, like honestly 20, he's supposed to, he's supposed to be like probably his real his early to at latest 25 he's supposed to be pretty young you know it just it felt like there was a little bit of like an identity crisis about the character as a whole so it made me think about batman begins right like to becoming like that batman so there were things about this film where you could tell that they just like knew that you kind of assumed about it, but then there was other parts of it that they, they held your hand through and you're thinking like, like, can you give me some new elements and, and things that I'm not really accustomed to. And perhaps there were too many characters in this one. I mean, obviously, even if you look at the poster, you see that there's the Riddler, you see that there's, you know, Penguin and then what you brought up, John Turturro, who plays like a mob boss. There's just a lot going on in this one. And there's like, it felt like there were pieces that didn't, you know, reconnect the way that they should, especially in a film that's three hours long. Connect all the dots. <laughs> like, wasn't it four hours or was it three? <laughs> it's a three hour movie. No, I like, think it was four, had, bro. <laughs> it felt like it was four. So that's that's not a good sign. Okay, it's, let me ask you, look, what, what did you think of his haircut when he was Bruce Wayne? I didn't understand it. I you, mean, you, 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 you don't watch, you don't, you don't see the K-pop guys? You don't see how their hair is? 
I can see it. Yeah. So emo I mean, doesn't exist anymore. They've destroyed like the whole image of of like Marilyn Manson. That whole like you know that that era of, like even though it's rock, but it's like that emo. You know, like that whole. I'm sorry. What the fuck am I talking about? Good Charlotte. That whole era of rock. K-pop took over and made that look. We have the weird hair, the black nails, the whole shit. You don't think that he he kind of represented that look at all, or no? I could see that. I you know there being Gotham and kind of this. Oh yeah. You know this alternate. You know what? So I kind of I guess it does make sense, but it doesn't. I guess it makes sense for 2022, but you know. Well, there's so much technology in this movie, like the Riddler as his villainous, which I actually thought was cool, utilizes a lot of technology and even simple stuff like, you know, cell phones and, and videos and, and, and Batman, he utilizes like very minimal technology. I thought that that was cool. Yeah. It was, it was minimal on the fucking crazy gadgets and shit. You're right. Well, I didn't like that about the Batman side thing. I agree that the, you know, the Batmobile was whatever. Um, in and there was that scene that involved it. Like this film, the Batman has to be, and it may go down as one of the least cartoony comic book movies ever. There was very little, like bro, the car chasing scene between the fucking the Penguin and fucking Batman was almost twenty nine minutes or something. There was pyro, so much pyro, I couldn't imagine. You see the fucking 2029 Hellcat. It just, dog, I'm sorry, bro. It just wasn't it, dog. It just wasn't. I didn't know this either. Do you know that this was, um, out of all Batman movies, TV shows, everything created, this was the longest a Batman character was in Batman character. He was Batman more than he was, like, you know, Bruce Wayne, they kind of spread it out throughout all the Batmans. Batman Begins, Dark Knight Rises, you know, Bruce Wayne shows up an even amount of times. Like it's like maybe 60, 40. And in this movie, it was like 85, 15. Oh yeah. yeah. He was Batman a lot in this movie. And there's opportunities to, to do some really cool things with the, the Bruce Wayne side of things. But it's hard to judge a film like this. Cause even when Batman Begins came out, like it was good, but like, now it's considered to be like great because of what the sequel to it ended up being. And then when, when you look at it as like the trilogy of that, those movies. So, you know, I think that the jury is still out on what these uh, Batman films can be. I enjoy Matt Reeves as a director. Um, it's funny because I, when that, last uh review episode you were talking about like you know i'm not sure what he's done but you've actually seen his movies a lot because he did the latest two planet of the apes movies which i know is uh very popular in the yang household fuck those movies (laughs) fuck all those movies bro and uh the character of the main ape Caesar is played by Andy Serkis, who is Alfred in this movie. I mean, Alfred, he's barely in the movie. And I thought it was, by the way, you know, know, he was also really good in fucking black Panther. Yeah. Well, that's what, that was something else I wanted to talk about. The fact that he's in, you know, black Panther. And then before that in, uh, he was the main villain in the Avengers age of Ultron film, which was actually the second Avengers movie because there's four Avengers movies. There's the first Avengers movie, then there's 
Age of Ultron, and then there's Infinity War, and then there's Endgame. So the fact that you've got Andy Serkis, who looks almost identical to the character in those two Marvel movies, even though he's playing Alfred, like you couldn't throw some makeup. You know, Colin Farrell took all the the makeup and prosthetics for Penguin. You couldn't, uh, you know, gussied up <laughs> Alfred a little bit. And and also there was a throwaway part on Alfred that he like was in the service. So when was Alfred ever in the military? And oh, I, yeah, when yeah. they when they said that, I thought Alfred was going to get out there and start kicking some ass. But. All right, since you agree with me, I don't need to fucking elaborate on this fucking review. I have one last question regarding Batman in general. Who was the hottest chick feature in Batman? Was it Maggie Gyllenhaal, Katie Holmes, Anne Hathaway, Michelle Pfeiffer, Halle Berry, Zoe Kravitz? Mm, I mean, Pfeiffer was like, that was iconic. Oh, it was iconic, especially because you would never see a woman like that do a comic book film. Because she was such a fucking, you know, such a big actress then. I mean, I was really hoping that Zoe Kravitz was going to lick Pattinson. Like, how is there no lick? And by the way, Pattinson had, it looked like he wanted nothing to do with- Yeah, it was weird, bro. Almost as if it's, I, <laughs> Dog, I almost, you know, honestly, to tell you the truth, I almost feel like they're going to maybe try to bring him in, maybe be gay in the next one. No, I'm being serious. I'm not kidding. I'm not fucking joking. He did not look like he was enjoying those kisses at all. Um, and there could be an angle of that. I mean, without, without and this is what I think. a doubt. I love turning the movie, right? but I'm going to keep it 100. When you watch Dark Knight Rises, Anne Hathaway, and she's not a bad bitch. She was so fucking good. And I know you shouldn't talk about acting because it's not about the acting, but she every time she threw on the cat, she was sexy as shit. But Halle Berry was horrible in the movie, whatever it was, but looking-wise, she was bad. I don't know, man. It's a tough one. I might have to give it to Anne, but... You know, it was great. I mean, also because of the character and just being just really mysterious and, dude, and she, sexy. She played a such. crazy, like manipulated fucking bitch and she was good at it. It was fucking incredible and I hate her. Anyways, so what is one thing you can say about me from knowing me for just over three years now? About Just about three years now. What's one thing you could say about me that you know of me in three years? One thing that I can say about you is that you are very generous, generous with your time, generous with your knowledge, generous with your your accolades and the way that you speak about people, the way that you speak about myself and Miles, obviously generous with the experiences that you've brought us into and, and gifted us. It's generosity first and foremost and also that you're just such a down-to-earth person you just have both your feet not only just firmly entrenched on the ground but you got your shoulders back and you're just like i'm gonna take on whatever it is that's coming and you document it on this podcast and you keep it real so you know generosity just keeping it real and being open those those are the things i know about you do you think I have an easy life? I think that your life is complex. <laughs> I, think, I think you make it look easy. 
even though I think there are two, you know, sides of everything. I mean, it seems that you thrive, you know, anybody can just take their time doing a Rubik's cube and be happy with the results. You want to, you know, ace the Rubik's Cube, throw the blindfold on, be uh, put underneath uh, water like Houdini. Yeah, no, I get it. (laughs) I just, uh, what I meant was, if I wasn't a father, if I was a husband, my life would be a lot different, just a husband. If I wasn't a dad of three, man, even if I was just a dad of one, it's just such a different thing. You have three totally different relationships with three kids, it's just crazy. And then I mix that in and, me and you go see fucking, you know, Cedric Entertainer, D.L. Hewley, and, and George Lopez perform, and just weird shit, you know? And I have a question for you. Yeah. If you could clone yourself, and if that was a possibility, and no one knew about it, would you have another Ben Baller running around there? I mean, would have to come back and, you know, put it in the garage. Would you have multiple, or do you like that there's just one of you because it seems like oh bro you know what honestly i've never been asked that question before <laughs> i would have one that'd be in asia right now and i'd have one that here taking care of the house that'd be kind of crazy if i can kind of see what's going on at any given moment just kind of like a, like a nest camera I'd be like hey what's going on with the ben baller in la all right let me see <laughs> you have a really unique gift of seeming like you have multiple versions of yourself because you not only have aced fatherhood but i mean just the business sense you're everywhere all the time and i and you i you know not to unveil any of the the tricks of the trade but like you do an excellent job of keeping up appearances and and also keeping your anonymity when you want it it's awesome i mean i I try bro so my next thing is is there anything that you've learned from me in the last three years? Of course. I mean, I feel like I am just front row to just the greatest expansion of uh, one man and his brand. And that being, you know, the Ben Baller brand and seeing it just explode in real time. And how to manage that, first and foremost, that's something that I've learned. Just being able to watch and study just how you move. And you do it and you're, I mean, you keep it very real on the podcast about what you have going on in your day to day. And two is perfect for you because, you know, you get the experience of the beginning of the week from the weekend and then towards the end of the week. So there's a lot that people can take in. But Honestly, financially, just being able to listen to your advice about things like money management and credit and investment opportunities and looking at things from a 360 rather than just kind of being stuck in what you're comfortable with. I feel as though that, you know, your influence from meeting you and being a part of the podcast and, and obviously our uh, personal relationship, there's a lot of you that I hope has rubbed off on me and will continue to do so. Well, you know, it's funny what I've observed from you is when you guys first messaged me about doing the podcast, which is 
man, bro, I'm telling you right now, there was, it was never even a thought. It was, but it wasn't, if you know what I'm saying. And then I sat and looked at the mic for months. I was surprised I even bought the equipment. I was kind of like, you know, in fact, that was actually a really good thing for you guys to be like, no, it's a write-off, you know, blah, blah, whatever, we make it back. And for me to do that, I was like, all right, let me get, and then it's just, I stared at it. Then try to do a couple intros, trying to figure things out. And I was like, all right, dog, okay, it's time. From that moment to seeing what you guys have done and expanding Dust Brothers, expanding your podcast right now, and then also wanting more for your life, getting married, right? Uh, Miles is married. You know, you guys want to start families and things like that. I see all your minds moving a different way, right? I hear the gears switching inside there. I'm like, okay, Jordan's in third, fourth gear now. You know what I mean? And some people I just, I just, I don't know, just from your, your happy-go-lucky personality, you know, I feel like, okay, cool. But then I'm like, nah, dog, this dude wants more in life. He wants, but at the same time, you know, you're not like pressing anybody. And you know, you still, you do your shit. You invest in your crypto, you invest in, you know, baseball cards, you invest in a bunch of things. You have time to play ball and everything. What is the goal for uh, DBP? Let's just say five, 10 years from now. The goal for DB Podcasts, for DBP, obviously myself, and for Miles, is to basically two parts. It's the the shows that we have already, obviously, Behind the Baller, I Am Rappaport, Hell Has an Exit, Schoolyard Sports, the shows that are, you know, professionally podcasting and just committed to things. Obviously, there's the best of the best, which you've been on, and we're creating a network with with that young entrepreneur, his Maverick Levy. What about uh, Lightly Hearted? Is that... Lighthearted with Josh Hart, the NBA basketball player. He is on hiatus. He's been on hiatus. I mean, the thing about podcasting is sometimes it has to be the right place at the right time. I mean, he recently got married. He's now been traded twice. Uh, and so he's focusing on his professional career and he's killing it right now in Portland. So, you know, I would definitely see lighthearted podcast coming back, um, but you can't rush it. You can't force. And, and it, it, that show, you know, with behind the baller and I am Rapport, those three shows, these are the ones that kind of put us on the map. And for us professionally podcasting and growing our network and creating shows that are unique and different. In five years, I would love to be the hottest podcast producing development company from everything. So the next like Wondery, right? The next podcast one, but DVP. In that universe, but you know, the things that we know and love. Obviously, sports is a big part of it. Business is a big part of it. It's comedy entrepreneurialism. These are things that are near and dear to our hearts. And we get approached a lot by people, by brands, by companies to produce shows. And if we're not fully invested in the success of the host or the vision of where it can go, we don't take the job. And we thank, we thank everyone who comes to us. And if you are interested in talking, podcasting with us, and it doesn't matter if you're, you know, a personality or if you're, you know, someone who has an idea, just contact us at dbpodcast.com. 
everyone should have a podcast. It's well, like, is there is there a general mail where they can reach you? Where's the general email? Yeah, it's uh, and they should contact Ben at dbpodcast.com. Not you, our head of business development. He's the one who vets all the podcasts and puts us in an opportunity to succeed. I mean, we've had some, I mean, incredible conversations and opportunities, but like you were talking about before, it's one thing to talk about doing a podcast. We've had, I mean, literal billionaires do the same thing that you are talking about where you bought the equipment and just kind of stared at it. It's not for everyone. Bro, this shit is not easy, dog. It's really difficult to even come up with fucking 20 minutes of talking or whatever the fuck it is. It's not easy. I'll tell you that. You, know, you make it you make it look easy. And and some people, they just don't have the ability to hit record. Some people, they could do it for 10 episodes, 20 episodes. We usually, it takes about 30 episodes to see if somebody has what it takes to be a professional podcaster. And we know that there is a complete lack of professionalism in podcasting. There's still way too much hobby connotation in it. And we just want to help support people who are about this life because we got into it early, almost a decade ago. And we know it's not going anywhere. It's mobile, it's global, it's on demand, and it's an archive. I mean, think about all the things that have happened over the last almost three years of Behind the Baller that now you can look back on. I mean, imagine your kids being able to listen to Behind the Baller and experiencing everything that's happened in real time. That's just one aspect of it. No, it's crazy. Does Raps kids, I mean, because they're, the youngest is what, 18? Oh, this is what, 20? Yeah. Do they listen to Rap rap Board? (laughs) I wonder. I mean, they were there when it all first started. Um, I think they... Uh, being in college now, who knows what college kids are up to. But I would say, yeah, I'm sure. I mean, we've made 905 episodes of I Am Rappaport. I, I would imagine that they have. And if they haven't, they should, because that show is the best and most hilarious weekly podcast for my money out there currently. I mean, he's... He's a monster. There's certain people who we think are like one of ones in podcasting. And uh, Michael Rappaport and Ben Ball are certainly one of ones. And, and we're very fortunate to be partnered with you guys on this journey because the podcasts are awesome. Fucking hilarious, bro. Well, listen, man, we got more to come and, and more Marvel to talk about when Doctor Strange Part 2 comes out. And now that we're back in theaters and everything else, man, look, again, if you guys want to you're interested in getting a podcast started, you want some consultation, you have a podcast, you want something else, I don't know, man. Hit up Jordan, hit up Miles. You already know we got everything. And, you know, Lakey's my personal original music guy. We have music, we have everything. So thank you, Jordan, for coming on, bro. I do really appreciate it, especially with such short notice. And um, I'm fucking so happy you agree with me on that fucking Batman cocksucker fucking movie. Can you please say what I'm going to say? Miles. (laughs) Captain Miles, play a little of that Lakey Lake. There we go, man. Some Lakey Lake, Miles, and we'll get some, we got a commercial, right? Do we have a commercial, Jordan? Oh, of course we do. Okay, we got a commercial. We're going to be right back, guys. What's up, guys? This is one of my favorite times of the year, March 
madness. Now it's extra special because I am making fistfuls of cash on sports bets with my partners at CaptainPicks.com. That's our family. Our NCAA basketball chat is absolutely killing it, and we've got up-to-the-minute pregame and live bets going on to help you win some life-changing money. There's absolutely strength in numbers, and this is the best betting community out there. BTB Army. You've heard me talk about Captain Picks before, and now we want to offer you the opportunity for new users to get a buy one, get one free coupon for all sports. Did you hear what I said? Buy one day, get one free. Buy one week, get one free. Use promo code CASHIT, C-A-S-H-I-T, all caps for the captains. If you're ready to step into the big leagues, you can also sign up for an annual plan that's billed monthly to get picks every day by our experts in NBA, MLB, NCAA, NFL, NHL, golf, soccer, tennis, rugby, UFC, prop bets, parlays, and more. Go to captainpicks.com. Use promo code CASHIT. It's one word, CASHIT, where winning season is always in season. CaptainPicks.com. Yo, yo, BTB Army. My man, Jordan. That, that was a man. Love that guy. Love that guy, man. That was a nice little interview. Appreciate that, Dub. Um, Seahawks. Interesting. Uh, Rashad, you know, we just signed uh, Rashad Penny. We, we let go of uh, DJ Reed, unfortunately. You know, I'll miss him. Carlos Dunlap is gone. Fuck him. Not tripping on him. You know, still have no quarterback as of early this morning. You know what I'm saying? Podcast drops 12 o'clock Pacific time. But as of the podcast, no QB yet. From what I've heard from some of the internal people is we're not going to draft. We're not going to use those first two picks that we have, number nine and number 40 on a quarterback. So I am starting to get concerned. I've given up now. Um, I know it's not going to be Drew Locke. I just know it's not. I'll fuck somebody up. Um, not a lot of options out there. Uh, a lot of crazy shit going on in free agency. Devontae Adams just signed with the Raiders. They are going to be a fucking problem. Defensive backs in the AFC West are going to be exhausted dealing with what's going on in the AFC West. That shit is nuts. You know, they're fucking double teaming fucking Darren Waller. Now you got Hunter, Waller, and fucking Devontae. It is crazy. Nuts. Right? I hit Darren Waller up this week about that shit. Uh, what else? Oh, yeah. So... By the way, Seahawks, the biggest game of the year for us, no matter who the fuck we have, our biggest home game is going to be Denver. I don't know how the fuck, you know, it's weird, but Denver is in our schedule. They play us at Lumen, and I'm going to be at that motherfucking game. I don't give a fuck what's going on. I don't give a shit. I might go a day early because I'm not trying to play that fucking, I don't even want to risk fucking having to try to get there that one time with the fog and all that bullshit. Not fuck that. I'm going to get to Seattle on a Saturday, stay till fucking Monday, record some shows. I don't know, but I'm going to be there for that fucking Denver Broncos game. And that is going to be a big deal. Seeing Russ come back into the stadium. We will see if he gets booed or not. I don't know, but I want my boy Q, actually Nino, Quandre Diggs. I want him to motherfucking pick 
Russ off. That is for goddamn sure. But I'm not done with Seahawk news, guys. The Seattle Seahawks messaged me. Yes, the Korean John Cusack, the Korean Roy McAvoy. They messaged Ode Sue and said they are doing an NFL combine simulation. Okay. Players, everything, media, influencers. And they invited me to come to the VMAC. If you guys don't know what that is, it's the Virginia Mason Athletic Center. As that is the official facility, training facility, practice facility for the Seattle Seahawks. Invited me over there to participate in this combine. Whether that be the long jump, fucking vertical, the fucking flat bench, the 40-yard dash. Motherfuckers asked me to do a 40-yard dash against Trey Brown. Like, look, back in my day, I'm going to say from, from 1989 to 1994, no cap. What is it? 52 people that suit up. I got 26 of them, guaranteed. I got 26 of them, motherfuckers. That's no cap, okay? I ran a 4.4740 in college. High school, I ran a 4.5, you know, 4.52, 4.55, sophomore year, whatever. I'm definitely smoking fucking, you know, Posick and fucking uh, Puna and all them. But now, shit. Them O-line dudes definitely got me at this point. I would have fucking tore ACL. I would have fucking, you know, pulled a hammy, all this shit. But it's funny because all the dudes that I know that play for the Seahawks are like, yo, you got to go. You got to motherfucking go. The only problem is it's tomorrow. And I fly to New York City on Wednesday. So just to do all that, my wife was like, you should go. And I'm like, man, I don't know about that. It's fucking crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I thought about it. I was like, I don't know about that one. I don't know, man. I, I thought about it and I'm like, you know what? That's going to be forever. It'd be the memes that go crazy. It'd just be absolutely fucking, the jokes would be too strong. And so I'm good. Nah, fuck that. I am straight up. I'm good. I'm, nah, I'm straight. So I appreciate it. I do got to tell the Seahawks uh, that I can't make it. Fucking sucks. It'd have been amazing content. It'd have been really cool to be at the VMAC. I miss Seattle. I've been thinking about it a lot. Thinking about my cousin a lot. And just thinking about it. Just, you know, I'm still up in the air, you know. Um, trying to get out there for Tyler Crater's last show of his tour. But I literally leave town for a week the day after. So we'll just be, again, it's just pushing it so fucking close. So I got to figure out how the fuck to make some shit happen right after April Fool's. But then again, my wife's birthday is on the second. It's just a lot of shit going on. I will figure it out before we leave. By the way, thank you to everyone who's assisted me with the passport situation. I appreciate it like a motherfucker. We are getting Ryder's passport uh, rushed. It is a fucking nightmare situation. Now, that shit ain't like what, I mean, the dude told me straight up. They're like, look, there are no appointments. There's nothing you could do. You got to try tomorrow, 8 a.m., you know, uh, Eastern time. So it's 5 a.m. to call and try to figure someone out. I know people who flew to Arizona, people who flew to, drove to San Diego to do it. And you got with a kid, remember, you need both parents. You know, you can do a notary, but I don't want to have no bullshit. It's just, it's a process, the fucking nightmare. I wasn't thinking about it. We're going to get it done. Appreciate it. But again, I will be in New York City this week uh, for five, six days. We'll be recording. I should be getting my man Greg Yuna on the show. I might get Jimmy Boy on the show. And I can't remember if Jimmy Boy's been on. I feel like he has. I just can't fucking remember. I'm, I feel like he has. I'm not positive. That's terrible, right? Just because I talk to Jimmy so much. But, you know, I'll definitely get, uh, you know, one or two different jeweler perspectives on the show. 
Um, I get somebody else. I, don't, I never know. I'm out there for business. I got some Captain Morgan shit to do. I'm out there for this Nego album drop with my man, Steven Victor. I might get Steven Victor on the show because he wants to come out and do that. We'll figure it out. But what I wanted to do is I wanted to see if any BTB Army members live in the tri-state area. And if you are in New York City and you want to fuck around and meet the fucking Korean John Cusack and y'all want to chill and you ain't on some weird shit and you motherfuckers got jobs and you ain't going to ask me for no money and you got your own shit going on, Let's figure out some place where we can link up, maybe have a fucking slice of pizza. I don't fucking know. But definitely, it's going to have to be between 1 and 7 p.m. Because I can't eat outside that window. So if it's after that, then fuck, we have some water. And that's going to be boring. So any BTB Army members that, that live in New York City, hit me up. See what's good. Uh, and yeah. Now, as far as entertainment this week... You know, the basic shit. I watched my Law & Order, all my other shit. There's no Pam and Tommy this week and everything else. Force was all right. Another filler one. And I'm like, look, okay, we got episode eight, nine, and 10, I guess, with three more episodes. And I'm like, yo, what the fuck, man? It was cool. It was informative. It was good. I liked the show. Highlight of this episode was my man, Freddie Gibbs, friend of the podcast, friend of mine. Freddie Gibbs made an appearance on this show. And let me tell you something. He's also on another show on Peacock. And he is fucking killing it right now. Now, mind you, Freddie Gibbs is a 45, 46, 46. He's not a young dude. And he's really, he's surged back into hip hop. He's really rapping. He really represents that shit. He's really funny as fuck. He's got his Instagram page banned. I don't know how many times. This motherfucker is crazy. Funny as fuck. I had to hit him up. I really do support my dude. And um, it's wild, man. You know, Freddie's a unique dude. I respect the fuck out of him. He was definitely a highlight. I was really hyped to see him on Force. And I seen he's, he's connecting with 50 and all that shit. So, you know, I'm just looking forward to seeing episode eight in New York City. And I am hope it's a fucking good one. I want to watch that motherfucker in real time out there. Actually, it's a fucking Chicago show, though. But you get the deal. Um, another movie I've passed over like six times, like, eh, I'm not trying to watch this. Cause it's like only once every two months do I see something really good on, on Netflix. But like, really it's like every three or four months I really get something where I talk about it. Right. Where I, like don't fuck with cats was so fucking insane. Like it's hard to get a good show. You know, there is a, a series now called bad vegan. It's a documentary. I'm not going to say anything else. I just want to say that the manipulation that went on in this fucking show, in this documentary, fucked me up. I thought Tinder Swindler was, was, was on some shit. Watch this motherfucking bad vegan. Shit was fucking in fucking sane, straight up. But that is it for the show. Um, I kept it short on the intro and outro because we had my man Jordan Dunn, you know, on, on here and I got some legal proceedings shit to do. Um... But I will have an interview this Thursday. I got to figure out which one I'm going to put out of the queue. And uh, I appreciate you guys. Real talk. I, I really, really do appreciate you guys. But I've been having a weird... You know what Ryder said to me yesterday? He said to me, he goes, Daddy, I have a hard time believing that my life is real. And I was like, what the fuck? It's a seven-year-old kid saying that. He was just like, I don't know. It's like, life feels like a dream. And then he sang that song, you know, that, that old 50 song that... 
life could be a dream. Dun, 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 all that shit. It just was weird for Ryder to say that. And I was like, what do you mean? And he said, I don't know. Life is good. You know, it just, you know, he's, he's happy. And Ryder's a little thick boy. Remember that. Ryder is 75 pounds, seven years old. He's, he's a big, thick, pogey boy. Um, but yeah, I, I really do appreciate you guys. I've been just, just soaking in, working, you know, just back on fatherhood and, and my marriage and the business part is coming. We have some amazing collaborations. I, I can't wait to show you some of these official sports league. I don't want to say, you know, which one it is, um, whether it's NFL, NBA or MLB, but it's, it's some dope shit coming. So again, stay locked in, keep listening to episodes. Um, I don't want to focus on anything else other than the BTB army and giving you guys free game and giving you guys experiences and telling you guys my story because I feel like my story is attainable. No matter how far out of whack I get financially, meaning like up and up, I'm always going to feel like the underdog. No matter how much money I make, I'm always going to feel like the underdog. And I want you guys to understand that even though times are different, there's a lot of smart people out there and you just have to really have a plan. And it happened for me. So I feel like it could happen for you. All right? All right, guys. Please do me a favor. I got some homework for you. Tell three people about this show. Tell them to subscribe. Tell them to listen to it when they can. Look, I appreciate it. If there's somebody out there who really has listened to every single episode, when we get to episode 300, I'm going to test and see who the fuck has listened to every single episode. And we're going to give away something really, really big. All right? All right, guys. Have a great week. I love you. Talk to you soon. My man, Lakey Lake, is going to take us out of here. All right, y'all. Peace.